is the 77 WABC minicast. I have to be honest. On a personal level, I, I know how some of you feel about President Biden. On a personal level, for me, I don't have anything against the man. I really don't. I know how many of you feel. I know how strongly you feel that he is the wrong man at this time. And with his son and and the alleged corruption and China, I get it. I understand. But here's the bottom line. Mr. Biden is too old for office. The Democrats can't put him forward. He is too old. It would be one thing if Mr. Biden had the record. Perhaps Americans would overlook his age if he had the record. It's a big if. But the record is not there. Americans are hurting, and it's almost like a one-two punch. Americans are hurting because of his policies, and he is too old. The latest gaffe. And this one, it's a cringeworthy moment. Thursday, uh, the president appeared before the Congressional Hispanic Caucus. It bears repeating. The Congressional Hispanic Caucus, but he referred to them as the Black Caucus. Take a listen. The echo what my dad taught me, and I mean this sincerely. My dad used to say, everyone, everyone is entitled to be treated with dignity and respect. Congressional Black Caucus embodies all those values. Just think of the work we've done together on civil rights, labor rights, health care, education. And folks, to fundamentally change the direction of our economy, to grow it from the middle out and the bottom up, not the top down. So, I, you know, we, we all make uh, slips and, and, and mistakes, and, and I've said this before, folks. I recall once I was uh, speaking to the uh, FDNY, the FDNY, and you, you get caught up in what you're saying. And I know at least for me, you know, you're scanning the room while I'm speaking. You're looking at who's texting. Are you resonating? Are you connecting? And again, there was a speech before the FDNY, and I said, way to go, NYPD. And they all said, oh. Dominic, we're the fire department. But now, folks, I'm not the president of the United States. I'm not on the world stage. And so, Mr. Biden, it it seems like it's happening every single day. Refer to the Congressional Hispanic Caucus as the Congressional Black Caucus. Wow. Wow. The dumbing down of America. I mentioned this earlier this week. The dumbing down of America. The latest example. The latest example happens to be the United States Senate. We need to have standards. The number two Senate Democrat is breaking with Majority Leader Charles Schumer on what's being called the Fetterman dress code change. We need to have standards. Now, let me say this first about Senator uh, Fetterman. We know that he's received uh, some mental health uh, help. But something, something's still not right. And he really should not be in the United States Senate. 
But Senate Majority Whip Dick Durbin of Illinois, again, the number two Senate Democrat, is blasting the recent dress code, easing the situation for Senator John uh, Fetterman. So Fetterman presided over the Senate for the first time since Senator Schumer said the Senate will no longer enforce its dress code for members. And so now he can wear, and he does, he can wear his hoodies and he can wear his his uh, shorts. And I, I don't mean this in an offensive way, but what's next? Rap music on the floor of the United States Senate? Here's what Durbin had to say in a local podcast. Well, I'm concerned about it. Uh, you know, the senator in question from Pennsylvania is a personal friend. Uh, but I think we need to have standards uh, when it comes to uh, uh, what we're wearing on the floor of the Senate. And uh, uh, we're in the process of discussing that right now as to what those standards will be. And the standard should be a suit and tie, a suit and tie. What is so hard for that for men and the women to dress professionally? I mean, it is only the United States Senate after all. And Fetterman wants to... What grown man wants to walk around with a hoodie all the time? I don't know one. Maybe, maybe perhaps if it's the weekend and, you know, or, or it's a weekday and you have the day off, what grown man you know wants to walk around with a hoodie all the time? And in this case happens to be a United States senator. Next issue, I say build, build, build. Uh, Mayor Adams rolls out sweeping housing reforms, the biggest New York City zoning changes in years. And so this is the largest overhaul of zoning laws in decades, easing restrictions for developers. I support that. Let them develop. Let them develop. Let them build, build, build. After all, we do have an ever-worsening housing uh, crisis. Now, the mayor, what it entails in part is getting rid of mandated parking spots and uh, uh, allows increased building sizes and relaxing, relaxing, that is, restrictions on the number of studio apartments. Now, here's the only problem that I have with this. I want you to listen to what the mayor had to say. And... Mr. Mayor, you're the mayor of all the people, not some of the people. And I don't understand why everything has to come or many things have to come from a racial point of view. Listen to how the mayor is easing in and out on the topic of race and the history of New York City in announcing this massive housing reform. But for all the things that have changed in six long decades, there's one thing that has barely changed since 1961, New York City's zoning laws. The 1961 zoning resolution drastically changed the way our city will build housing and office space for decades to come. And those changes were not for the better. We can never lose sight of the fact that many, those who pushed for the 1961 zoning code aimed to promote, as the deputy mayor stated, segregation. In addition to that injustice, 
1961 code prioritized highways and cars over housing and mass transit and limited growth rather than encouraging it, ultimately leading to a massive housing shortage. And uh, Mayor Adams also continued in announcing these zoning changes where he wants things to to move faster in terms of making it easier for developers to build. One that we are still reckoning with 62 years later. So many of the issues we face as a city are rooted in this ongoing crisis. And so, again, I say build. Build, build. I've never understood the logic of letting things get caught up. Of course, safety matters and it's important, but I've never understood the logic of letting letting uh, a, a, a political decision slow down development uh, to to a, to a to a degree where nothing gets done. You know, folks. Uh, another day in New York City. It, it's it's disgusting. Some of the things that are happening. Nobody talks about it. Nobody wants to say anything. The council member for the same district where the daycare center, the one year old, was uh, was killed. The uh, fentanyl. Her name is Pierina Sanchez. Pierina Sanchez, the council member, and she's on her way to work. And guess what she sees? Guess what she sees? Now, she's the same Bronx council member, the Kingsbridge area uh, in the Bronx of uh, where that happened. And the council member sees a man exposing himself and masturbating. 